Welcome to Now Try This, the podcast where two best friends get together every week to try something new. I'm Marcus, and that's Nick. Guys, I am Nick, and today is my challenge. But before we get to that, thank you for everyone joining us live on twitch.tv slash now try this cast every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And oh, what, what is that? Knickknack Nevis in the chat said, give me points, Marcus. What's that? What are oh points? Oh my God, points. Well, if you join the chat live, you get loyalty points, and every month we're gonna give the person with the most loyalty points a a gifted sub. That's what that's called. I remembered. <laughs> so you can join the chat and get special emotes and stuff like that. We need more followers to get more emotes. So if you want more emotes, we'll make them. We just need more people to follow us and join us on Twitch. Uh, how do I get these points, Nick? All you have to do is come into the chat, participate in the chat. Stay and watch. Even if you don't want to participate in the chat because you're shy, you can stay and watch the stream. You get points that way too. You can donate. You can follow. You can subscribe. You can also subscribe using your free Amazon Prime subscription. Those all get you points. Amazing. And guys, we love our community. We want you guys to join in. Come and have a good time. But you can always check out the podcast on your podcast feeds later on. We also are on socials at Now Try This Cast. And very especially, if you really want to join this community, you can join at patreon.com slash now try this cast. Because once a month, you guys decide the challenge. And this month, or for last month, you guys already decided. It will be... Next week, we'll be doing Black Phone. Black Phone is the challenge. Was that submitted by Ghost? I think it was submitted by Ghost. All right. We'll figure it out later to give credit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they only get credit on the episode. You don't get credit not on the episode. You don't get free promotion, okay? Nah, 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 nah. But the way the Patreon works is everybody, everyone in the dollar tier, just a dollar, you get to vote on what we do. And if you are so... Uh, financially fortunate enough to give us some love if you're a five dollar patron you get to submit the challenges that get voted on this month was cha-cha real smooth no country for Mm -hmm. old men mother land fort salem march comes in like a lion just to name a few and it can be even more all you got to do is come over and give your shekels 100 it's fun it's a good community i I think we might set up a Discord server so people can trash talk a little bit about their (laughs) choices that they have every month, Um, but we'll see. I would love that. And if you guys would love that, let us know. Now, Marcus, have you ever seen No Country for Old Men? I have. I saw it in theaters with my friends in high school. Oh, you're a fucking edgelord over here. You you went to fucking... It's fucking. It's like it's more like a pretentious thing. I feel like more than the edge lord thing. Oh sure, sure, sure. Mm-hmm. I, it was something derogatory because I For didn't sure. go see it because I was too busy watching X Men and the Lizzie McGuire movie. You know, uh, well, com- I, commercial I, successes. I went around. to one of the best high schools in America, and all my friends were smarty pants. And we left the theater. I remember having a bad experience with this movie because we left the Ooh. theater, and all of my friends were like, "Oh my god." 
that was one of the greatest pieces of cinema that I've ever seen in my life. Oh, I have to go home and tell mother about this. And I was like, man, the movie was long as shit and boring as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'd be excited to watch it. But the only way that's going to happen is you guys go to patreon.com slash now try this cast and give us your opinions and what we should try. Mm -hmm. Marcus. Before we get to my challenge, how are you doing? What's going on? What have you tried anything new? Oh, I've tried something new, Nick. I've tried something new for me. I got COVID. Yeah. Oh, you're not supposed. To, are you allowed to say it now? I think you're allowed to say it now. Nice. I got well, the vid. Did, so. I got the black party blues. I got whatever you want to call it. Whatever silly thing you like, want to call it. I don't care. I like black party blues a lot. That's pretty good. Well, I got the blues, Nick, and it sucked real bad. I got the new variant. I had never had the blues before and now i got them bad and it was terrible and i hated it and i don't want it again so if you're out there listening mask up get vaccinated do your part do your part for this whole fucking thing but now so and now you you had it that's it's a good thing you're you're safer things are better now you got that's through it. what um, i'm hoping i i don't understand the narrative of having to say like i don't have any symptoms like it's allowed to suck Right. Like, I feel like everyone has to feel like, oh, I don't have a, yeah. uh, symptoms. Is it mild? I do. Oh, think, I, it's not affecting me. Yeah. You're allowed to say you're sick as shit. I do COVID think sucks. that there is an amount of people that are having those experiences. Right. Like, I do think that there sure. are people, plenty of people who are having mild cases. Like, I've known a lot of people who just are home. And they're like, yeah, I kind of feel tired, but that's it, you know, which is fine. Yeah, but totally I fine. had a fever for like three days in a row of that's like a hundred. And it was not great. It was over 100 percent. My brain has melted a little bit. You guys are going to get to enjoy those results on this episode. Well, Marcus, I'm glad you're on the other side. Thank you so much for have you tried anything through you, you punk ass trying to dodge the question. Oh, I perform, perform. I ran a improv workshop, which I do all the time. Mm-hmm. But this one, they sent me to Atlantic City to do it at oh, their fanciest shit. hotel over there. That's far. Mm-hmm. That hotel was banging, you know, wow. like light fucking glass blown light fixtures hanging from the ceilings every five feet. Yeah. A huge showroom, waterfalls, plants. It was a whole the whole shebang. The Burga Burgata? The Burgata? That's it, crazy. Know. It was very fa- it was very fancy for like a hundred people for some really huge company. It was, it was the kind of company that sends a, over a hundred of their employees to Atlantic City from all over the world for two days. That's wow. it's that kind of company. And I was brought in. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. It was very cool. That's I crushed cool. it. It was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, so much so that the company that I work for is sending me to Florida in two Holy weeks to, shit, to no do it again. Way, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm being sent to Florida to do an improv workshop out there. That's amazing. Imagine how much money they must be getting paid for that to, if they're willing to fly you to Florida. I don't know. I'm trying to do the math. Okay. So, like, how much can you charge for that? I'm getting paid 700 for it. Okay. But also my flight there and back, and my hotel. lodging, and all yeah. my food are all paid for. Okay. Which is pretty good. Like, pretty I good. like I have no qualms about what yeah. I'm getting paid. That's, that's a good gig. That's yeah. a good gig. But, like... I guess not really. I guess it's like three fifty a day. It's like normal. I could ask for a little more. It's like I'm leaving late 
Monday and I get back Tuesday afternoon. Okay. Like so, it's uh, okay. it's, it's, it's so quick. it's really one day. It's an yeah, overnight, yeah, yeah. but it's one day. It's one day. So it's, it's good money. But how much are they getting? To they're spending thousands. About a, they're spending about a thousand on just me, maybe a little over mm-hmm. with the flight. And they're also sending the owner, who's I don't know, my chaperone, my chauffeur. Yeah, yeah. I don't fucking know. Of course, chaperone. <laughs> my 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 handler. Yeah, I'm talent. You know, <laughs> got to be spending you know five six seven hundred dollars on his flight. So they got to be making at least three grand, right? Mm-hmm, 100%. At they're least. making double. Whatever you think they're making, they're making double. So six grand. Oh, wow. That'd be crazy. And you know what the craziest part about this thing is? Uh, this company that I work for, great company. I mean, they have problems. Uh, I'll talk about some other day. But, <laughs> but the thing is, I, I like... I'm the whole event. They used they also do paint and steps yeah, and sculpture yeah, yeah, things, yeah, and there's yeah, like yeah. material and yeah. training. And I, they didn't train me how to do this. I know how to do this, and I'm giving them my expertise. The whole event is just me. There's yeah. no signs. There's no PowerPoint. Yeah. There's no. It's just me. Mm-hmm. Is the whole event. So like, how much of a cut of what they get should I get for something yeah. like that? I think the problem is, is the, the connection. Is the one yeah, thing I don't got like I think you could if you wanted yeah. to run this business, you could probably could. start your own. I could business, totally. And here it is when I'm 40, I might be doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? You but know? the connections that you need, you know, mm-hmm. are hard to get. Yeah. But if you get 100%. those connections now, you could do like a real estate agent kind of thing and come in, build those relationships, get those connections with the company and steal and all of their clients, steal all their clients and start your own business. I'm pretty sure I signed a non-compete. I don't think I can legally mm, but i can you can <laughs> yeah i can just start working for and you i can right? hire you as talent yeah and you yeah. can get paid a lot more or i can get paid the same and you get paid off for doing <laughs> nothing <laughs> that's the scam that's the scam, that's the scam. i pay you a dollar that's more than what scam. you're paying you're getting paid more that shit happens a lot uh those darn non-competes will get you fully cooling in the chat i know i feel like i signed a non-compete for my improv i think i signed a non-compete for my chess i know i signed a non-compete for my chess because listen you know how much how many of these pam- families want to pay me directly wow a lot i get paid good i get paid yeah, 45 dollars yeah, yeah. a lesson i get okay. paid well but the lessons cost 110 yeah yeah so the company's like can we just give you a hundred dollars and i'm like uh, I want to so say yes much so bad but i, I couldn't <sighs> i couldn't but if I get more referrals, that pay goes up to $70 an hour. So, guys, if you know of any three to eight-year-olds that are looking for chess lessons, please let me know because I am a, a certified A-plus uh, tutor, obviously. Not English tutor, uh, chess tutor. So. Uh, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Okay, If you need English lessons. I also give Pokemon lessons, and that is a true fact of something that I do get paid to do. So. I love that. I love it. Like, oh, are you good at the go Pokemon card game? It's not. They're children, so they're. It's not specific. Ah, I, okay. I play Got a little it. Pokemon Go. I show them how to play the card Got game. It. I let them watch me play Radical Red. <laughs> 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 Stuff like that. Okay. But speaking of Marcus, have you seen all the new Pokemon news? And then we'll get to the challenge. New Pokemon news. Scarlet Red and the like trailer that played. The trailer. I watched the press. Yeah. I watched the press release conference thing. As the presentation. As it, yeah. Yeah. As soon as it came out. I what are it. you thinking? Kiram, Kiridon, and Maridon. We're riding them around like. I feel like my personal take on Pokemon as a whole is that I think it's not for me anymore. I oh, still, it's 100%. There's, there's no question about that. <laughs> I still like it, but I think it's targeted towards children and they're not they're ignoring an entire part of the community, I think, by not listening to what people say. want. 
And a lot of the people that continue to get them views, continue to promote their product, I think they're ignoring them entirely. And I don't think that's a good business strategy, but it's the way yeah. Nintendo has been going on for a long time and they're still making a lot of money. So who the fuck am I, right? Agreed. But that being said, I am excited for the game. It's mm-hmm. a little more open world. It's not Arceus, but it's better than Sword and Shield, it looks like. Yeah. The po- new Pokemon so far. I like this region so far more than Galar. I like, yeah. I like, uh, I like the ice type whale. I like Fido. Yeah. Fido is fantastic. Yeah. We died I, for Fido. LeChonk. Come on. My problem with gaming as a whole, I love video games and I could, I wish we did a podcast about video games because it is my favorite <laughs> thing ever. And I could talk about it for days and days and days without stopping. But guys, if you want that, join the Patreon. But, but basically, here's my kind of like opinion about games. Hot take. We live in a world where opinions are everywhere and opinions are public. And it's easy to gauge mass opinions of things. If you yeah. make one video game and then you make another video game and all of the problems from that first video game are still in the second video game, then you don't deserve to be making video games anymore. Or you're just blatantly ignoring your fan base. And that is not a good thing to do because it could cost you money down the line. That makes me think of a great example, which is, I think, Assassin's Creed 1 to Assassin's Creed 2. Mm -hmm. I think they had a good concept and they vastly fix all the things people have problems with. People love. That's a fantastic game. And then they did what you did and didn't didn't listen to anyone and then made it worse by making Assassin's Creed 3. 100%. 100%. (laughs) Exactly that. They were like, wow, we fixed everything. And then they were like, let's now repeat the same product without making any changes for 10,000 years. Yeah. It's stupid. Uh, it's a shame because that, that that game can be revolutionary. 100%. Uh, but now it's just now it's just one of the uh-huh games. Yeah. I I think fighting games are one of the best examples of like how to do things right. I think a lot of fighting games, not like Smash because that's Nintendo, but like a lot of fighting games will listen to fans because they'll complain and then they'll be like, "Okay, we listen to you. We try to fix this thing. We listen to you. We try to fix things. Good fighting games that stick around for a long time. And then we try to fix this thing. I will say I haven't bought a Tekken Mortal Kombat game for 15 years. So mm-hmm. I'm not the one to talk to about that because <laughs> I'm like, because I'm like, I got it. I'll play them at my friend's house. I'll, <laughs> I, I'll still play the same Naruto sure. Shippuden game that's seven sure. years old. <laughs> but, a, but a lot of times with fighting games, I feel like, oh, you are listening to what people want. Oh, you are making the changes people are saying that they want. Okay, I see. You're watching what's happening. You're looking at the meta and you're adjusting accordingly. And I feel like Pokemon doesn't really do that. I want, wish we had a video game podcast because I want you to give me examples to talk about this because this is just a section of the zeitgeist I know nothing about. I'm not a fighting game guy. But I'm Marcus, a, I'm a fighting game information guy. I love fighting so games so much, but I suck at all of them. <laughs> but Marcus, that is enough video game talk because today we are here to talk to talk about Wormwood. What is Wormwood? Well, let me tell you, Wormwood is a company, a woodworking company that makes and specializes in high-end gaming paraphernalia using their woodworking skills. And we are doing them here because I like the company a lot. And they make a YouTube channel that lifts the veil and lets me think I'm a part of their company. Hell yeah. So, Marcus, Wormwood is a company that I found out about six, seven years ago 
because they have a longstanding relationship with Critical Role. And at the beginning of Critical Role, this company kind of was starting. So for the longest time since the beginning, Critical Role would give away Wormwood products every Twitch, every stream. Oh, wow. And would sponsor their things and all every Talks Machina, mm-hmm. their after show. You'd get a free Dice Vault or a free Dice Tower or a free Dice something every single time. That's crazy. Uh, which which I think uh, a lot of what we're going to talk about is like how they work as a company and what they do. But yeah. they basically threw product at mm-hmm. Critical Role. And it I think it works 100%. because I think they exist because of that, which yeah. is crazy. Which is so interesting. But that's how I knew about them. I was able to buy my first Wormwood product because I saved up my money and I bought it. It's a purple. How much was that? Dice Vault. They don't sell this one anymore. They have hexagon ones now that are uh, better. Okay. But this one, prob- Purple Heart is one of the most expensive woods. Okay. And obviously it's my favorite. So this one probably costs 50 And then years later, I bought this one. Which is a dice fault that yeah. uh, he'll old my dice this way uh, for a 75. But this one, I went to Critical Role Live and I got like $50 off. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, they gave a Critical Role Live. They gave every single person a $25 gift card. Wow, that's crazy. This company, it's a it's a like it is a uh, we're going to talk about it's it. It's tied but I think to Critical company, Role, too. I think the the company is just like, let's try our best to get products to customers and keep the company afloat. Like, obviously, they need to make money. They want to make money. Yeah. But it's not there. Keep keep the company going is their first principle, not become like oodles and oodles rich, which seems like to me. I I was going to say this based on what you're saying. It seems like the the motto is to get product in the hands of Critical Role fans. More so yeah. than get product in the hands of just people because their prices are uh, cost prohibitive. They're expensive for people. They are expensive. They are one of the highest end people that make these products. I have, just to go into what I know about Wormwood. Yeah, please. I'm a huge, you know, d and I've been playing D&D since high school. I love role-playing games. I am a huge, just like, fan of board games and shit like that and so wormwood and i go to i've been going to conventions like since high school also so wormwood has a big presence at conventions i feel like they always have a table that is like swarming with people and D &D nerds yeah and so i've always wanted wormwood products but i could never really afford wormwood products yeah they're not they're cost prohibitive yeah, I think now I would, I don't know, because now I'm in a place, right, where I could buy a Wormwood product and it wouldn't kill me. If you were playing in person, it'd be a different story, but we play online now. Yeah, but even in playing in person, right, I think that I I don't know if I would buy these things because, like, a Dice Vault is really nice. Like, the products you have, they're really nice. They're really well made. They're high quality. And I definitely yeah. want to say that. But I think my objection to is that like other companies make those products for cheaper and yeah, they're cheaper quality than Wormwood. And -hmm. I think you can tell that, but functionally they do the same thing. Ooh, we're going to totally look at some of the competitors online and see if, if that holds true. Mm -hmm. Costs. That's fair. I think, and I also think it's funny because I feel like Wormwood's been around so long and I could be wrong, but I feel like they like, 
made this segment of like the market. And I then, agree. Like, a, a lot of people blatantly copy what they do. Hundred percent. If you go to Etsy, a lot of those people were like, "Wow, Wormwood made this thing. Let me also make it." Hundred percent. Which is one of the videos I made you watch. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. So I think the most interesting about Wormwood is. One, their YouTube channel, which we're going to get to called mm-hmm. Worm Life, where they literally three times a week come out with a video that follow the in and outs of the company that mm-hmm. is design, that is making things, that is a machine breaks down and how they're going to fix it. Yeah. That's like business decisions of how yeah. they should launch a Kickstarter, legality things where if they get sued or if they're about to sue somebody yeah. like the the amount of transparency in this company is second to none I've 100%. ever seen. And right off the they, bat, they they treat it like a ep- episodes of The Office. They let us say, see almost everything. It's like Pawn Stars or something like that, where it's like yes. you're getting insider yes. baseball on these how companies run. And honestly, I feel like that is a good idea. I think yeah. that more companies should have content like this, especially unique companies like Wormwood. You know, if I'm not watching you talk about money or business-y kind of boring stuff, Wormwood makes interesting products and they're an interesting company. And so it's like, okay, how are these things made? How are the decisions? Like, how do they come about? And I would definitely love to see a lot more content like that from businesses. Agreed. Agreed. It's It's so interesting. It's so cool to do that. And then Mm -hmm. also uh, the big thing we're going to talk about is primarily it's actually I've been watching Worm Life for years now. So it's an ongoing conversation of whether or not they have outgrown or need Kickstarter. And I think it's a conversation that a lot of companies go through. I would say Kickstarter. I mean, it's. It's probably it's probably one of Kickstarter's biggest companies with return of how many pro- Kickstarters they do, but they use Kickstarter to do their pre-orders. Yeah, it's just how it's just how they do it. So they do pre-orders through Kickstarter. I think that I've I've been on both sides of this debate. Right. Yeah. Recently, I backed one of my favorite board games, deck building game called DC Deck Building. Yes. It's DC Comics owned by WB huge yeah. corporation with a lot of money huge they could easily they just got bought by at and like, they could easily create this product if they wanted to but yeah. cryptozoic is the one actually making the product and so which is just a random board game company basically yeah great so then so wb is like well we don't know if you're gonna really like sell so you have to kind of like prove it to us. And so they have to do a Kickstarter to kind of prove that they're going to sell the product that they want to make. And they probably make Puko bucks. Yeah, and they make a lot of money. But I would make the argument that they didn't need to make a Kickstarter, that, that it's a big company. Right. They could have like really pushed to get the money to just make the board game. The only downside being is Kickstarter's cut, right? Yes. Like Kickstarter gets a cut. Yeah, so Kickstarter cut gets a cut. But also I feel like... It's annoying because these companies have money, right? And they're like playing it the safest way possible by doing a Kickstarter. Kickstarter used to be for people who wanted to kickstart a project or do a conceptual thing, small teams, small companies. And now it feels like a lot of big companies are going on Kickstarter and being like, well, we're going to do it through Kickstarter because at least we can prove that we gonna sell that we're gonna sell these things so it's like doing pre-orders basically through kickstarter which is i don't know annoying i feel like take the risk especially if you're a big company 
and just make the product. Right. I think I think Wormwood is one of those that's just sits so much on that line. Like they are a big mm-hmm. company. They yeah, have a lot yeah. of employees, but they're so niche. It's so, so niche yeah. that I feel like they, they went from being a they said so in one of the videos. They went from being a two or three million dollar company to a 10, 15 million dollar company because of one of their Kickstarters. Yeah. Dude. So I only so I made you what so mm-hmm. for anyone watching, I made Marcus watch the design process to get to their Kickstarter they're at right now and one video of them successfully launching their modular game table. The modular game table Kickstarter was one of the biggest in history. It was huge. They wouldn't have done that without Kickstarter. And the the lead up to doing that was so wild to watch because Mm -hmm. they bought another furniture company oh wow to be able to do that Mm -hmm. and we watched the whole thing them going to pennsylvania talking to the company trying to see and there were mennonites over there so they had a different philosophy on how to work and it was a whole thing and they we literally watched them like making the deal to buy the company and the owner like cried they kept the owner as ceo of that company but like him crying having to sign the paperwork to give his company away because he was selling it them talking about the numbers it was so fascinating and we saw all of it wow because of warm life and that and being able to do that kickstarter is why they were because they couldn't have afforded to make that product because yeah. it was so big, they, they they made like seven million dollars or four four or seven million dollars or we something. Can, we can start talking about that specific episode, even though it wasn't the sure. first one I watched. It is the earliest yeah, yeah, of yeah. them that I watched. Mm-hmm. So they go in and they talk about the Kickstarter and its launch day on this episode of Warm Life, and basically they have created this product and for the first time they're launching it. And it's interesting because like this table that they're creating is. What I know Worm Life for, Wormwood for. 8.8 million. 8.8 million. So I had never known Wormwood before really going to conventions and stuff like that and seeing the tables. I feel like the tables are like the thing that I associate Wormwood with. And that's what I want. Those are different tables. Those are different tables? Those are prophecy tables. Those are high-end $8,000 tables. So these are cheaper tables? That that's what yes. we're uh, yes. Well, the they made a tables. modular table. Okay, so the prophecy tables are what I know them for. Those are like yeah, same. a big deal, high end. I'm like, I want this Huge. table kind of thing. I, it's my dream. You pre-order those, yeah. I've been talking to, to Darren about it. We've bought a house, and I was like, man, I really want a gaming table. We don't even have a place for it. Still, we bought a whole ass house. We need a bigger house. Ridiculous. <laughs> but, but yeah, crazy. and those tables you pre-order and you like pay a deposit. And it's like $9,000 yeah. for like the entry level one. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> so so what they realized they did is they have the resources to make a modular gaming table, which is not as high end, mm-hmm. but it, it's modular. So it, it, it's they make a million legs and then they make a million yeah, toppers yeah, yeah. and they send it to you and you put it together. It's like, you know, it's the Ikea version of the prophecy, yeah, right? Yeah, for sure. And to be able to do that, they didn't have the capacity. They didn't have it because they knew it'd be big. So they they literally, as they were making the Kickstarter, it was so funny because as that's why the Kickstarter, when I, why did you watch the video? It was so like, like concerning because they bought a whole other, they doubled yeah, their yeah, company yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, hoping on the success of that. And it did gangbusters oh yeah uh, seven, in seven minutes it was like 
one million dollars 10 minutes two yeah. million dollars like it was crazy it was wild 8.8 million dollars yeah uh, one of the fastest growing ever and you know watching all that happen is just is crazy so so like wormwood the, I, and i think you you watch you watch these videos so they're literally having the discussion of like because they agree with you it's like when do we not need this anymore yeah are we close are we there and like this product they made they almost didn't kickstart it they almost were just going to put it on their website yeah. and try to sell it. But then I think the hype just got too big and they knew mm-hmm. they needed to capitalize. Yeah. As you saw, it went from a piece of shit to like a really cool product. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that the GM screen is the product that we're talking about in this. And yes. so it was that's the main series of videos that you had me watch. And off the bat, it's the newest thing. Yeah, I Go think ahead. that there are multiple things to talk about during this episode. It's going to be There's I feel so like many. the focus of the company itself, the people in the company and the products that they create i think are the three main categories that i, I that feel sounds like right we should tackle right off the bat i let's start with people um <laughs> right off the bat in that first episode you had me watch oh, i'm sure you hated everybody i hated everybody yeah and i i mean hey worm <laughs> worm life you want to sponsor this episode <laughs> you'll start I'll, loving them real quick i'll love you guys i'll eat my words okay but that one guy, I don't know their names, so you're gonna have to help me out. But the the guy with the hat and the chin strap, Doug. He's this. He's the CEO. CEO of Worm, Wormwood. He started the company. He's he the main guy. Sucks. Um, <laughs> real bad. He is hard to watch. What? He is painful. He gets defensive about everything, and he's oh, such a know it all. And it is so yeah, annoying. Is. And he's also like. <sighs> Here's another thing that really annoyed me about everybody. They kept saying, like, they were, he was proud of the fact that he has, like, I've never played D&D. When was the last time I played D&D? Like, 20 years ago? I don't, I never played D&D. That's a nerd game. And that's, like, I know part of it is, like, he's, like, half joking. But there's a half that isn't joking. And it is kind of annoying. Like, you make a product for people. Like, one of the things that I, in watching the videos that I thought was really interesting, was that they didn't, like have a game testing out their gm screen as one of the videos or like oh that would have been a good video exactly or send the product home (laughs) with a bunch of the staff who plays games regularly and be like what were your findings in playing this with this product what did you find annoying what did you like they were there there was there was the redheaded guy and the long-haired guy they were dnd players and they were involved in the input sure but i but but what you were saying is it could have been more (laughs) it could have been more so because there are things that are gonna come out eventually that i think once it's in players hands that are like i wish i had this i wish i had that i want this even even during the process they're looking at the youtube comments and getting feedback from which is so cool yeah but there's more that they can do before they launch a product to really (laughs) test it out sure but but to be fair this is also not their first gm screen this is their third that that they've designed they made one and they made a kickstarter a long time ago that was really expensive that did fine yeah but it wasn't sustainable so they never made them again and then they made matt mercer from critical roles gm screen so they yeah. made gm screens before but but your point is super valid yeah and um, i wonder if in the archives of the videos i mean because there's hundreds maybe. of videos at this point i wonder if they've done that 100 percent, they might have done that yeah. and not just shown yeah. it but it would have been really fun to see all of them it would have endeared me to them a little bit more if one of the videos was just them doing like a quick one shot 
or something like that that was just added on to the video. Man, Marcus, you need to quit your job and be a marketing person because I don't know what you're yes. what you're doing with your life. Hire me. <laughs> Somebody hire me. Please. Wormwood, Wormwood, hire Marcus. <laughs> Even though I just said the CEO sucks. I think that he just has one of those personalities. I think he would like you if you told him he sucked. I Exactly. He has one of those personalities <laughs> that I think is just combative, but yeah. in a way that I think can be productive and drive progress. I think so, too. I think you're totally right. And watching Doug for years now, I think he does push back and he is defensive, but pushing and like making shit happen yeah. and like not taking no for an yeah. answer is why there's a company right like yeah, yeah, yeah. he's a type a fucking ceo he's he, to be and also he's like an edgelordy woodworker guy that edge-lordy like doesn't trust the government guy. yeah that doesn't trust the government he right? is definitely in that archetype of like edge edgy woodworking guy because i feel like yeah we've met like theater tech crew people that are the same oh, vibe like that. yeah 100%. of this person and i was like oh yeah. he must be a former theater kid but he probably isn't but, but no i but he's always he been a carpenter gives off that scene shop vibe yeah and, and sometimes it's it's super interesting there's a video in the past where he actually resigned as CEO because what you're talking about was rubbing too many people the wrong way. Uh-huh. And Jason, the lead designer, took over as CEO for a while. Oh, wow. And we watched it all. We watched him give the speech of him Holy resigning. Shit. We watched the takeover. It's They show us everything. It's wow. wild. But now I think things are better. But what you're saying, you're not the only person who thinks that and the, feels that. Yeah. That being said, I, I, I find it I find it compelling because for me, he's almost like a caricature of a person <laughs> and i and i think he knows it i think he plays it up for the camera okay maybe. obviously because I, I remember really early on watching uh, how they used to say warm life video sucked mm. until everyone realized that they had to play it up for the camera so they're okay. all like fit in, like bobby and doug and jason all know the mold they're fitting yeah, in yeah, the videos yeah, yeah. and they're kind of like ramping it up a little bit i can you know see like that. Doug will go and shake something is like, is this supposed to move? And people working is like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, we're working here. He's like, is this supposed to shake? Sounds like there's Tic Tacs inside. He'll just go like do something dumb. Okay. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, 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 I get it. I don't like him. Um, he rubs me the wrong way. He, he, oh. I, I don't think he would be a bad person. Like, I don't think he's a bad person, but I do think oh, sure. he is someone that kind of annoys me. And I think in his, uh, desire for progress and moving forward i think that he hinders others creativity maybe a little bit he i could see that happening sure they're all I will friends say, though, and they know how each other yeah. works so i think yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a that's huge part true. of it too they know there's even one point where like and, and they leave it in the videos which i think is super mm-hmm. compelling and sincere and endearing where it's like jay where doug's like no tell me what you think jason jason's like why you're just gonna tell me i'm exactly. wrong exactly that was so awkward <laughs> That was I so it was cool. hard to watch. I thought it was honest. It's it super, is honest. That happens. Sure. That happens. It is honest. Especially with friends who own company. If you're sure. sure. Yes. yes, yes. If yes, it's yes, a yes, friendly yes. business company that it's like you're running it with your friends and you can shoot the shit and you can shit on people a little bit, it's fine. But it felt like too mean. But then you're not a $15 million company. It felt too mean. I was like, God, they re- I don't know, Jason. They really fucking hate this guy. And he has good ideas. And that's no, the, that's I, part of the defensive thing. Where he yeah. was being I think, yeah. so defensive and like, my idea is the right idea. And Jason was like, well, here are the issues. And he's like, ah! 
And it's, that's not how you do it. I, I think that part of it is also it's an ongoing joke because the things that you are talking about, Deg, are all true. But there, there's also things wrong with Jason. Jason also is a poo-pooer. He does get in the way of progress because of poo-pooing. He, like, poo-poos and shits on everyone's designs yeah. all the time, mm-hmm. tells them they're not ready, tells them they're not good yeah. enough. All that, So he has that reputation. But that's how so you the videos get a better are, product. So the videos are playing that up right yes sure. and the truth is you need both right you need yeah. the pusher and you need the holder like yeah. jason holds them back enough to make great products and doug pushes them enough to make products period yeah right yeah which is probably why their company is successful no i, I feel like the gm screen and- the, like watching the process of that whole thing was like wow this is happening pretty quickly because i work at an ancient company and if you want to oh, yeah. change anything it takes a decade maybe to make yeah. a new thing or to change something about the company like it but takes no, forever like, or someone dying wood or someone dying wormwood will be like i have this idea go make a prototype let's talk about it exactly yeah and i like that they have a lot of yeah i like that as in terms of business structure i like being able to be like i mean he's the ceo like of course he could fucking do that any ceo could walk into him and be like i want change and then change happens but like i like that they're able to be like i want to make this product how do we make it happen and then everyone's like, okay, let's brainstorm. Let's like take this seriously. Let's figure it out. I like yeah. that process of design. And it is, and Doug is a pusher and he is a know-it-all, but he is a collaborator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He does, he, and he is ready for himself to bring something and being like, all right, how do I now make it better? Yeah. Make yeah, it better. Yeah. How do I make yeah. it better? And then when people aren't offering solutions, like, no, give me solutions. How do we make this better? Let's yeah. push. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Mm-hmm. And I think it, that's compelling. And it's also funny because one of the reasons, one of the comments he made, you don't know about it, is he um, spent some time trying to make a magnetic tablecloth for the modular game table because it has magnets in it to keep the railing in. I mentioned it. And he wanted to make a magnetic tablecloth that, like, doesn't move, right? Yeah. And when he spent a whole time doing that, all the YouTube comments was like, Doug's we want a GM screen and Doug makes us a magnetic tablecloth yeah. going once. Yeah. Yeah. And he was like, Oh, sure, 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 sure. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I yeah. like that. They watch the YouTube comments and they did look you just out get quieter. Or did I like move something? I don't know. I didn't change anything. So, all right. I might've like unplugged something. Okay. Well, I'm sorry for Ignore that. Ignore me. Okay. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. So, so those are the people. Oh yeah. Did I get quieter? Uh, someone could tell me in the chat. No one's watching. It could have just fine. been for me. I could have. I'm using new <laughs> headphones. I could have pulled something by accident. Oh, sounds the same here. Oh, nice. Someone's right, watching. It's me. Fine. Woo! Someone's watching. We're famous. Uh, okay. Honestly, we were doing good, and then you started shitting on Doug. I think Doug was here. I think he left. Wow, Doug. I'm you sorry. Come, come back. Yeah, Doug. Doug come come on the podcast. Come, come on the podcast. the podcast, please. Defend yourself to Marcus. Doug. Now this is a call. Doug. Marcus doesn't like you. He thinks you run your company wrong. I love you. And I think you do great. <laughs> Tell him to grow a mustache to go with his beard. You don't understand the culture, Darren. That's the culture in Massachusetts <laughs> for woodworkers. You don't just, you just don't get it. <laughs> he, uh, that chin strap that, is, hold on. You can continue in a minute. I want to ahead, talk about, about the chin strap. There was too many chin straps at the company. Okay. There's what? There were too many chin straps at the company. Marcus. Is Marcus, that a Marcus, woodworking Marcus. thing? Is that part Marcus, of the culture? They're woodworkers. Yes. It's very. It, oh, you know what? It's the Amish. It's yeah. an Amish thing. Some of them. There's Amish people that work there. Chin straps. There's Mennonites that work there. Wow. There's people who wear kilts that work there. There's like it's well, a kilts are a, a part of the nerd community. I've I've seen. No, a it's lot. an edge lord community though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are a lot of nerds yeah. wearing utility kilts and shit and working that's at what, Red that's, Fair. You just described half the people at Wormwood. 
<laughs> and I love it. I love the fact that they're so different and out there and let their nerd flags fly and aren't scared to be a little bit of an asshole. I, I, I enjoy that. OK, call but, out Doug uh, again. I'm sorry. Yeah. Call out Doug and we'll come on the come on the podcast and we'll we'll talk about that. But Marcus, I, I mean, you're talking a lot about these woodworkers. Do, do you know a lot about woodworking? I know so much about woodworking, Nick. Oh, well, good, because we're about to find out in our game. Roll the clip. Now try this trivia. Now try this trivia. Now trivia. Now trivia. Now trivia this. And now we're back. Marcus, this game is called Woodwork or Woody. Is it about boners? I know a lot about boners. I don't know a lot about wood. Marcus, I have a whole bunch of terms here, and you're going to have to determine whether they are a sex term or a woodworking term. Okay. I'm bringing back chess it or sex it. Hell yeah. From our Queen's Gambit episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, let's go. So I'm going to say the phrase, and you're going to have before. I know. I know things. You are ridiculous. It's You know why? It's because I don't have a chin strap. That was mean. (laughs) (laughs) That was too far. I am sure... A lot of kids. There is a lot. That's fair. But there is a lot of like macho bravado. Like, I don't know anything about Twilight. Who likes purple wood? The gays. There was a lot of stuff like that. That I was like, what the fuck is happening? It's a woodworking company. They're carpenters. Jesus was a carpenter. Who what? And Jesus had a foul mouth. Let me tell you. (laughs) Prove me wrong. All right. Marcus. You ready for your terms? I'm ready. All right. Marcus. The first term is biscuit joiner. That is a woodworking term. It sure? is. Yep. hundred percent. I can tell you what it is. So when you join wood together, right, yeah. you want to make biscuits because it, it's like this little piece of wood that goes inside of the two pieces of wood. And then you make a biscuit and then you join the you use the biscuit joiner to join the two pieces of wood together with the biscuit. And it makes a stronger hold. Marcus, this might be a way different game than what I thought it would be because that's exactly what it is. That's another point. It's a portable power tool used to cut slots for biscuits, sometimes called a plate joiner. I'm the greatest that ever lived. Hire me, wood. Hire me, wormwood. I know about wood. I've seen wood before. You ready for the next one? Uh huh. Bench dog. Bench dog. So I know that they call. No, they call what are those? Oh man, I forgot everything I knew about wood. A bench dog. That's right. You took a lot of classes about making stuff for the theater. I so did you know some stuff. You and did. I don't remember any of it. <laughs> All right. Let's say it I also oh, it also could be a sex term. Let's say sex term. It's I've never not, heard of it's it. It's a woodworking term. It's a woodworking term. Okay. Any guesses what it is? A bench dog? Yeah. Let's see. I know you have a workbench. Is it a clamp that sits at the end of a workbench to hold things no, for you? It's it's a round or square peg fitted to matching holes in a workbench surface. Used as a stop to hold a workpiece in place. Well, I guess it is. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, all right, you get a point. That's, that's kind of like what it is. Okay, yeah, yeah. okay, nice. That's fair. Hell all right, yeah. Marcus, you ready for the next one? Yep. All right, orbiting. Orbiting. See, that's hard because there are orbital sanders, which is heavily involved in woodworking. But I actually use an orbital sander to sand down the floors, the hardwood floors in my house. So show off. I don't know if using those is called orbiting. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to say it's a sex term. It is a sex term. Yeah. Orbiting. So orbiting is when you are having 
sex with your partner. Uh huh. And then, but you're like pre gaming. So you like rotate around the room and walk around them in a circle like you're orbiting the sun. And then you're like waiting for your time to enter. That's not quite right, but it's not that far off. It's when your ex-partner continues to stay present in your life by liking your social media, watching your social media stories. That's not sex. All with the goal, all with the goal of having sex with you again. Uh, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. All right. You ready for the next one? Yeah. Figging. Figging. That sounds very sexual. F-I-G-G-I-N-G. Figging. Figging. I am going to say that is a sex term. It is a sex term. Do you yeah. Know figging. Yes, I know. I know 100% what figging is. So figging is when you introduce fig newtons into role play. And so you pretend that you're like a sassy fig newton miner because you know where fig newtons come from mines and you're mining for some fig newtons and then you're like oh it's just sexy role play with fig newtons is it do you know what a fig newton is it's a yeah. cookie it's a cookie filled with figs that come from mines nick that you mine for okay great ah! <laughs> <laughs> darren in the chat that's true we do this all the time proof <laughs> Well, if you do it, then I guess that's a point. Well, what figging is for the rest of the people, it's one of those sexual acts that are so interesting. It's uh, but if figging is the act of inserting a piece of peeled ginger into someone's butthole, which would burn, sting and be quite painful. Sex is supposed to be fun. So if it's painful, not if you were likes apparently it. a female prisoner in the Greek and Roman. You, this is not sex. You said sex. This is torture. That's actual torture. Uh, oh, actually, that is what it's figging allegedly originated as a non-sexual form of corporal punishment. There you go. By the Greek and Roman. Time. But now it's sexual. All right, Marcus, <laughs> you ready for the next one? Okay, sure. Bushing. Bushing? Bushing. Bushing. I want to say that is definitely a woodworking thing. It is. Do you mm -hmm. know what it is? Bushing is when you you burn the leaves off of wood so you can cut it down more easily and sometimes god talks to you through the trees that's really close this there's it's small metal tubes used as guides to turn pen parts to the correct diameter for a finished pen i hate that i don't know why i hate that that shouldn't be called bushing all right marcus next one is pretzel dip <sighs> that's sexual are you sure yeah 100 percent. it is do you know what it is yeah it's when you go into a pretzel and then there's three people involved Right. One person pretzels themselves. So they put their legs behind their head. Right. And then the other person, one, another person's laying down fully erect or wearing a strap on or whatever. And then you, another person who's real strong picks up the other person and dips the pretzel onto the instrument involved in the sexual act. This is what it is. You lie on your right side. Your partner kneels, straddling your right leg and curling your left leg around their left side. Mine sounds more fun. Honestly, yours sounded better. All right, yeah. Marcus, two more. Okay. Two more. Let's see. I'm doing uh, great. Three, three, I, I lied. Three more. Three more. I'm a Milk wood paint. and sex master. <laughs> Milk paint. Milk paint sounds very sexual, <laughs> but I'm going to say woodworking. It is woodworking. Do you know what it is? Yeah. So it's when you... <laughs> It's when you uh, jizz in a bucket. And no, you said woodworking. Yeah, no, I know. Oh my god! Jesus, Nick, it's this is professional. Go on, go on. Go on. I'm keeping it for you. Jizz in a bucket. Yep. And you water it down. 
With okay. what? With water. Okay. What else would you water something down with? Or I guess I don't know. <laughs> I'm not a woodworker. I don't have a chin strap. You dip your paintbrush in it and then you pre-paint. It's a good primer. You pre-paint the wood with the. Your apple's not that. It's a milk-based furniture paint. Yeah. <laughs> Except, oh, my milk was sexual milk. I I pulled my microphone off the thing. Continue. All right. Next, second to last one, chairman. Oh, that is sexual. It is. Do you know what it is? Uh, it is when someone sits in a chair and they fuck. Uh, your partner sits on the edge of the bed and you sit on them facing away while leaning back onto them. Ugh. There's no chair involved. Were you disgusted with that I'm one? You're like, there's oh, no chair that involved. That sounds terrible. Well, I, I only like strong eye contact during sex. I hate if there's men. no eye contact, Look, it's not worth it. I've tried many <laughs> positions, okay? And missionary <laughs> brag, is brag, the best. Brag. <laughs> I love take. direct eye contact, staring deep into my lover's soul with all of your dead body weight hanging on top. of <laughs> Yeah, them. and I like to like lay limp while I do it too. I don't even yeah, hold yeah, myself yeah. up. No, that's, that's hard for your hands. No, that's, it hurts. Uh, your elbows hurt. It's you're yeah, gonna it get what's that called? Tennis elbow? Yeah, you're gonna yeah, hurt yourself. You, you don't get want tennis. That. Okay, Marcus. Last one. Pigtail scratches. Pigtail scratches. That okay. is woodworking because they said it in one of the episodes of worm life well you really do watch do you know what it is yeah it is when you use a sander but you do it badly or something like that so it leaves markings that's right it's sometimes called swirling that's exactly what it is yeah. marcus you have two four six eight so you have 11 points and do you know what you win Ooh, what do i win this wormwood product right here you will receive this wormwood product of your own. You said you could never get one. You're getting one. Wait, right like not y- yours or like a different one? Uh, I haven't decided. <laughs> I don't know how much they are on the website right now. If they're too much, I'll give you mine. But if I can afford one, I will buy you one. Uh, Yeah, sure. Okay, I guess so. If you don't want yours, sure. Uh, you love it so much and I will not love it nearly as much as you do. So I They don't sell terrible. these anymore. Oh, no, no, I'll buy you one. I'll buy you one they cheap okay if they're cheap then fine uh, i mean well you're gonna get the shittiest wood but that's yes. fine give me the shittiest wood <laughs> uh, and it'll actually be one of these it'll be one of these oh those are cool i like those you're gonna get an eastern elm dice vault wow look at that i get to finally own a wormwood product guys mm-hmm. at wormwood the if cheapest you're watching one on the on the if you're watching one i know about sex and two I'm glad I got to prove it on this episode. <laughs> and all that, and three, no, I'm going go somewhere with this. I'm going somewhere with that. And three, yeah. send me products because I can try them for you. And I will finally get to own Wormwood products. Marcus, back to Wormwood. You described the people, but you also wanted us to talk about the Kickstarter, the process. Where do you want to go? Let's There's so many things talk that about say. the GM screen. I didn't. Did I talk about the people enough? We'll get back to the people. I feel like there's more I okay. wanted to say. Like what? They're very good at their jobs. And I think that it was impressive watching them work. Isn't it really cool? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it was like they're like talking about design and talking about woodworking and say, oh, we should do this or like changing something or doing this or like pulling out a prototype that just looks beautiful. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Yeah. The fact that they were able to go from like a kind of an idea that was just raw as fuck. And then every episode you saw its evolution. And then by like nine videos in, they had the product ready to go. It's a product you want. Yeah. And it was a product that I definitely want. Like it was great. It was it was impressive totally. to see how that process happened so quickly. 
same but that, now that's why i picked that's why i picked this series of ones to watch for you to talk about the I, that was one of my favorite parts the game master screen by the wormwood product. marcus how did it start uh what start how did the idea for a gm screen start it was three pieces of wood three pieces of wood <laughs> yes and then eventually it evolved into this magnetic thing that lets you clip magnets and shit and paperwork and you can have a tablet Whole thing so you can have D&D mm-hmm. Beyond attached and all that shit, which is good. It's a good product. My problem Uh-oh. is that throughout the whole thing, I Uh-oh. was, I didn't know what the cost was going to be. They were talking about like, oh, Matt Mercer's GM screen. And they kept being like $4,000 GM screen. And so I was like, yeah. oh, wow, that's like a lot of money for your GM screen. And they're like, this is going to be so much cheaper. This is going to be so much better, blah, blah, blah. I then thought that this DM screen might actually be something I could buy. And I was like excited. Oh, no, no, no. I was excited for it because I was watching this thing and I was like, oh, shit, this is cool. And I was like, I was telling Darren, I was like, I might actually buy this. And then I was like, okay, cool. Like watching as I watched it evolve and I got to the final video, I was like, wow, this is a pretty cool product. Let me go see how much it is. I go on the website and it says $65. And I was like, holy shit, $65. Yeah. Hell yeah. Sign me up. That shit's great. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy that shit immediately. I don't even care if I don't use it. I could throw $65 away and, and in the hopes that one day I can use this screen with my children or something like that. Like, that's great. Yeah, you use it twice, two times is worth it. 100%. 100%. But then I actually went on the website and I was like, let me go through the process. I want to like really review this. I am a person trying to go through Kickstarter. I want to buy this product. What are the steps I have to go through to buy this product? So I go, mm-hmm. there are tiers. They have one tier at $65. And then later, once the Kickstarter is over, you go in and you add all of the things that you want to it. There's a, a viewer designer thing that you can click on and you can basically like create it and get an estimate as to like what the price would be once you do get to the end of the Kickstarter backing. That's right, which is an interesting way to do it because they offer so much variety in the product. Yeah, right? like this but, is what they did for the modular game table the first time because it was like, how do we? There's so many colors and accessories. Like, how do we like do this this way? So they they use this pledge visualizer thing, which is pretty good. It's pretty good. I don't mind it so much, but I think my problem with it is like once I started doing that, I saw how much money the product actually was, and it goes up yeah. really quickly. Like real quick, the the sixty five dollars was for one solid piece of wood, right? So you a DM screen is at least three, right? So you want to yeah, get yeah. three solid pieces of wood. And so then your costs are like going up bit by bit. We can even like let's I don't know if you want to do it live or not. I'm, I'm on. I'm on it right here. I'm looking. Oh, hold at on. It. Let me let me see if I can add a screen real quick. Yeah, uh, it, it's funny because I think. It's it's hard. I knew this because I've been dealing with this. Pro- you know, the, the most basic of basics woods. There's such a price disparity to the next one. So like their cheapest option, sixty five a panel. Their most expensive option is three hundred and twenty five a panel. And like just a cherry wood is sixty five, and a purple heart wood is one hundred and fifty. Like that's just the cost of wood. They're exotic woods they're dealing with. They're like very like expensive uh, ebony. Uh, Madagascar ebony is $300 and then they get to the like cool veneer design things yeah which actually are pretty reasonably priced uh, actually because like a purple heart is 150 and all the veneers are also 150 
Okay, we're looking at my so my screen over here now, uh, yep. which we can kind of see. That's the Kickstarter. So you go to the page and you're looking at it, and it looks good. Um, if you want visual context, either go to the page or go to our Twitch so you can see the video. Their marketing department's great. The pictures all look great. amazing. The videos, the video are is of, clean. It is. It clean. is crisp. Nice. I like it. It made me want the product. I feel like I watched the yeah. whole thing and I was kind of like annoyed by these guys, but I respected them for yeah. their their ability to get shit done and their creativity to come up with this product. Mm -hmm. But if 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 you want this, which is how it is, you're paying mm -hmm. the eighty five dollars for the middle screen because it costs more because there's a little like cutout. Then you're going to the side screen, $65.65. Um, you click oh, here to build uh, well, it. I just know because I, I know all the prices of this stuff. So we want three panels, right? A three panel setup is the standard DM yeah. screen. Panel one, we're going to pick the cheapest options for everything. So, but Cherry, you have Eastern Elm, and it immediately goes up in price. The, the cooler the wood looks, basically, yep. the higher price it is. So let's pick the cheapest option, which looks like a butcher block like countertop shit. It looks terrible. It does um so we're gonna do the second one solid oh second one i think most people are gonna get a display panel the second one cheapest display panel i would pick that one right and then the next one is just gonna be another regular solid panel of the cheapest wood looks ugly as shit right and this is with no accessories nothing none of the magnets none of the acrylic plates not the uh -huh. trough for your tablet what's the price 210 dollars is the That's price right. of the screen, the shittiest wood, it looks ugly as fuck. And just picking the bare bones, regular ass DM screen, no accessories, Great. none of that stuff, right? Now make your perfect one, Marcus. Make so your I want to make the one that I, yeah, that's great. I'm going to make the one that I actually would want. So three screens. With the accessories you want. I would yep. pick Thief. I really like this wood. I think oh, that's Thief a is... really nice wood. I, this is too boring. Yeah. It looks like a 1950s office. Um, I like that one. I like Wizard. But I like Purple Heart a lot. Her, Wizard is good. This is this is the bad I one. I think Necromancer. Necromancer. No, I like one. Necromancer. Oh, no, man. you're wrong. It's because I work in an old timey office, so everything is solid like wood, like this, and I, uh, I don't like that look. This is what I would pick: the thief. So first okay. one's the thief. I also don't really like this functionally. I think it could have been a little better for the display panel. The display panel. It, uh, uh, graphic user interface gui could yeah. have been a little better okay option uh, two. I, I i think so too it's it's as clean as simple as it could be it could be a little better but i also you know you're making the shape for yourself it's expensive that is true okay so we have this one nope that's not the one i wanted accidentally clicked on nope. it it's so easy to accidentally pick the wrong thing too it <laughs> which is like when you're spending five hundred dollars yes, yes yes like it is wild Okay, well, so here's the thing. You're, you're not buying it now, right? Like, this is just to give you the amount, and then you'll buy sure. it at the end of the Kickstarter. Sure, but if you so, misclick, you're going to, like, misgage then, how much you're going to end up just, spending. Yeah. But th there's no commitment until that end. Okay, so accessories. What do I want? A tablet? I do want a tablet tray. I think that's a good idea. You would 100% get a tablet tray. I get Eastern Elm. That one doesn't have... It doesn't have to look nice and match everything. I like a different kind of wood for it. No, no, no. You should get a Paduke. Get a Paduke. It matched the red of the interior. Yeah. I would do purple heart for the inside stuff. I think I like the purple. Oh, okay. Okay. So you're a classy bitch over here trying to access acrylic everything. panels. What's a full panel? Oh yeah. You need the acrylic panels, but the acrylic panels actually are not bad. I would do you need one. I would do the two half panels, two halves. Yeah. Or the one. Okay. Let's do the one. It's cheaper. It's cheaper. It's effectively the same thing, right? No, 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 Marcus. What do you want? So now, now, oh, I have to click the panel itself. 
then do the yep. panel accessories for each panel. That's right. That is annoying. So then I go to this panel, I click the accessories. You have to build each perfect panel. Magnet plates? What are the magnet plates? Oh, it's this a thing. big piece. Uh, so the whole thing's magnetized. Wait, what's the difference between that and the acrylic thing? The acrylic, guess... you put something behind it. The magnet plate, you put stuff on top of it. You like magnet notes yeah. and stuff to it. I guess. I or guess... you buy the things that they haven't released yet, but those are the, the tracker things that their friends are making. The little things. Oh with the yeah, I saw that. Yeah, the... yeah, 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 yeah. Those are cool. Initiative yeah. trackers. Like, I think you need the trackers. Like, they are cool mm-hmm. and they're a part of the system. Sure, sure, sure. Okay. And then magnetic, magnetic push pins. I don't think you need to buy them from here. I think ten dollars for a set of twelve is. No, that's good. Buy them. Okay, great. Kind of Let's expensive. See, the place. Perfect. see them together. Perfect. Beautiful. Well, well, Marcus, Marcus, you're not done yet. The dice you tower. You need the two way tower. The dice you tower. need and the it dice needs tower. to match the, the wood too. Yeah. The paduke. You want the paduke? Yeah, I want the paduke. Where's the paduke? Marcus, can we talk about how fucking awesome that dice tower is? The fact that it like connects to the tower. Oh, it's like, great. That's so cool. The fact that it's, it's like so a double cool. helix kind of thing and it looks great. Like. Ugh. I love Two it. Different roles. I think it's cool. It's so beautiful. Hundred yeah. percent. But now I've built the DM screen that I actually would want. It is seven hundred sixty-five dollars, Nick. How much do you think it should be? Three hundred dollars. I think. That's how much you would pay? I mean, for all of this, I think if you give me just the DM screen, I wouldn't pay three hundred dollars. But I think it three hundred dollars sounds more reasonable. Like. I'm trying to think about you, right? Like, I know you are the target. You are the person that would buy this kind of thing. You love Wormwood. If I had a real job, yeah. Sure, yeah. You love Wormwood. (laughs) If you had the money, I'm trying to think about Nick. Oh, sure. Would I think Mm -hmm. Nick was crazy for this purchase? (laughs) $765, even if you had a great, like, whatever job that you think you would want, you're a full-time actor on a soap opera, whatever. Right. Ooh, soap opera people work every day. They make good money. <laughs> sure, I'd you. buy three. I'd buy three of these and give you one of them. <laughs> For this price, I would soap think opera. You were crazy. I don't even care. I don't care. You could be fucking soap opera. You, you get like t- you could be fucking- Elon Musk. I don't care. I think you know, that there is a value. It doesn't matter how much money you make. I think there's a certain value that is tied to certain things. I think people's work and like craftsmanship. I think everything's great. But I personally do not value this product at this price. I understand. Which is fine. I think there's plenty of people that do. And it's not that's yeah, why it's 100%. Back so much. There's plenty of people that do, 100%. and it's not for you. Right? 100%. Like th- th- exactly. This isn't for people like us. I think that's one of the reasons why I like it so much. It feels aspirational to me. Yeah. Same with the tables, yeah, same yeah, with yeah. most of the stuff. And the fact that I can like get in on the brand and like have a part of it makes me feel elevated, like I'm almost there even though yeah. we both know i'm not anywhere which is it's not predatory because i don't think that's their intention but it is no, no, just no. the same kind of feeling that like jordans have you know what i mean where it's like yeah it's like good example oh this is a sign of status in the community that i am a part of because they have thousand dollar jordans but they also have like buck 50 jordans that yeah. like you make your mom get you before school starts right <laughs> yeah 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 oh no 100 percent, right yeah, yeah. that's a great example that's a perfect example i think that's exactly what they're doing and that's what the kind of company they have and, and the truth is there are a whole bunch of like for lack of a better word bootleg versions mm-hmm. I, marcus i still see advertisements for bootlegs of their modular gaming table oh so yeah yeah well, many people jumped in came out and recently. the truth is we're probably gonna buy one of them 100 one, we can afford one's coming out from a company that does like board game stuff it's yeah. they're advertising it right now it's on kickstarter it's they're shooting for a hundred four hundred dollars 
for a board game table and they're like specifically targeting wormwood and being like ours our board game tables aren't four thousand dollars yeah which four hundred dollars for a board game table is very reasonable yeah and it's also it's also hard because you got to remember the the, these product and the way they make like the 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 tables that they make the prophecies that are four thousand dollars they are and they describe them to them. I don't think they did any of these videos, but their products, they describe them as heirloom products. Yeah. These are the kind of products that you buy in an antique store. These are the kind of products that the, this coffee table is supposed mm-hmm. to be in your family for a couple generations. Mm-hmm. That's the quality of the thing. Like that gaming table that for $400, I'm sure it's great. Yeah. It's not going to last you into retirement. 100%. Right? Yeah. It's IKEA furniture like versus like antique real furniture. furniture. 100%. Real like yeah. heirloom. I, I yeah. bought a dresser recently from an old store. What the hell is it called? Darren, if you're listening to chat, what is that store called? An Habitat old for store. Hu- Habitat for Humanity. It's like they do uh-huh. work in houses and stuff like that. And so they oh, yeah. their 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 pricing is that they lower the price the longer the product is in the store. So if you come oh. back in like if you go there now and you come back in a few months, the price is going to be lowered if that product is still in the store because they just want it out. So like we got a beautiful old antique dresser for like 80 bucks and it was heavy as hell, but the wood is like good wood, real, you know, and that shit's going to last past me and I love it and I think it's great. And you're right. Like if you can get that quality, I think that it's totally worth it. If you can pass something down, it's the family gaming table. It's going to be passed down. You know, my grandkids will be able to take this table from me. I think that's awesome. And that's totally worth Agreed. it. Agreed. Uh, uh, yeah, we're just not those people. 100%. You know? Yeah. I think even like when you try to think about like hobbies, right? Like what would you say is your biggest hobby? Doing this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> What's your biggest hobby uh, in terms of money? What do you spend the most money on? Oh, at some points in my life, it has been D&D. Okay. But since COVID, I haven't played in person barely at all. So I haven't had an excuse to buy a pair. I'll still buy. I'll still kickstart a book or two every mm-hmm. once in a while. But yeah, not and because I'm, I'm not DMing right now and I'm not playing an in live game right now. Yeah. Um, I don't buy cards the way I used to. I, I don't have a hobby like I used to right now. I'm too busy, like being in a fucking do- adult right now, honestly. And that's the problem. <laughs> oh, even, even, I fell into your trap. Even my biggest <laughs> hobbies that I love, like video games, like I spent okay money on video games but i don't ever really see myself spending 300 400 on a singular product yeah you're not in your 20s anymore yeah that that, on a regular basis and then to then spend thousands of dollars on a single product is like it's kind of a hard thing to justify for a lot of people lexi's trying to call me on the chat by saying pokemon but Lexi, I have spent this past year on Pokemon that I didn't use as stickers or cards for lesson uh, <laughs> like prizes. I have spent $30. There you go. I haven't bought any games. The podcast paid for my Alexis. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's so many cards in the house because there's prizes for kids. I bought a big bulk. I bought maybe uh, like a okay. thousand got Pokemon it, it, cards it. for Thirty bucks or something, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just grab a bunch and give them to the kids for the prizes, and they're like, and some of them like collect them and like have little oh, things. Oh, And some of them they they throw them away and tear them up, and it doesn't matter. It's a yeah, fucking, yeah, yeah. it's a child, card, it's a yeah. child, and it's a it's a fucking spinner rack card. Mm-hmm. Who cares? But yeah. like, it's a perfect prize. That's you know? a good prize. They're like, oh, why don't you take both these cards? They evolve in each other. They evolve. That's pretty. <gasps> cool. I gave a kid a slowpoke today. 
And then I showed him slow bro. It's like, because the slow poke card, he put his tail in the water. And I was like, he's fishing. And he's like, oh, he fishes like that? Where's his lure? And, like, <laughs> and then I showed him, but this is what happens when he catches it. And I showed him slow bro. And he's like, oh, perfect price. Perfect That's cool. Prices. That's pretty cool. That's why we have so many. Yeah. I bought the, the $30 I spent was on the new Pokemon Go set. And I made about $30 in card value. So, wow. Really? I, I didn't spend, I didn't spend, oh, but then I spent $10 to buy a binder to put them in. So oh, okay, fair enough. $40. I want to get. Oh, and then I spent then I spent ten bucks oh for sleeves because I don't want to ruin them. Okay, I'm at fifty bucks. Fifty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get into. I love card games and I love getting into card games, but financially, yeah. it's just also a burden. Hobbies are a burden, and I think Hobbies that Wormwood feels to me still like a company that is targeting people with more money than me. A hundred percent. Same with me. Yeah, I'm one of their biggest fans. Yeah, I can't afford most of any of any of the yeah. things. Yeah, which I they're don't. Li- they're like they're allowed to be. Yeah. They're good. They're good. They oh. continue to be high end. That's why they're great. But it'd be nice if they had like the IKEA version. They've of it. talked about it. They've talked. They've talked. About it. That's what the modular game table and this have been. Yeah, we got to remember that their game table is four thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. That was what they made. That's what they founded their company on. There was like, listen, there has to be a way to get people a table for. Like the entry cost for the modular game table was like three or four hundred dollars, but it was the shitty wood. It, yeah. Like if you had a nice one, it, maybe it'll cost you a grand, maybe eight hundred, depending on what mm-hmm. you get on it. So much more reasonable than four thousand. Yeah, it's still not a bottom tier. Yeah, and they've talked about it. If you watch some of these videos, they know they know there's a whole market of things. Yeah, that they're trying to find, and you hear them trying to cut cost every time they can. 100%. Like they didn't put hinges on these GM screens. And GM hinges would have been the practical way everyone does it. That's how people do this thing. Yeah. They put hinges on it. Yeah. yeah. They didn't want to do it because that would have brought the cost up. Yeah. Another 50 bucks a panel. Yeah. And and then they found this great solution. And then there was even a point where it's like, well, we could make it even more secure by doubling the amount of Magnus. And Doug's like, that's 16 more dollars a panel. Yeah. I don't think we need it. They're That's trying. True. It's That's just true. they they're just dealing in expensive woods and expensive yeah. shit. And I think I they almost opened a company called Lucus or something mm-hmm. like like a subsidiary of Wormwood for cheap shit. Yeah, they couldn't afford it. It didn't make sense financially. Like wow. they couldn't like justify it. Right. That's really interesting. So I think yeah. I think it's a conversation that I was having. I think they're super aware of who they are. Mm-hmm. I think they know that yeah. most people can't afford their stuff, which is fine. But That's why they try to make like cherry wood cheaper shit. Mm-hmm. It's like, listen. For people like me, it was like try to get in a little bit, you know, because yeah. you know they like their products. Yeah. Or you know right, what? they're expensive as shit. Dabble in staining the woods, like give us the cheap wood, but stain it so it looks nicer. Can you do but that? That's not, Is that possible? That's the, here's the thing. Yes, but that's a whole other operation. That's a whole other machine. Yeah. That's a whole other operating that's cost. That's what I would do. And and they did it for modular game table. They oh. made an express espresso maple. Mm-hmm. And we know what uh, espresso is like yeah, cheap yeah, IKEA yeah. furniture. People, that's what people do to make it cheap. They and they picked one of their, their lowest cherry or maple or something, and they did espresso. It cost it caused huge problems production-wise. Wow. So much so that they offered everyone that got an espresso table an upgrade to Cherry, which is more expensive, for free. Wow, really? Or, or, or not for free. Like, way lower cost. Okay, okay. They couldn't quite do it for free. They tried to, but they couldn't quite yeah, do yeah, it yeah. financially. But, like... They, they try they're it's just it's just there's so much to it and the cool thing is we get to see them try yeah 
Like I got to watch a whole video of them trying to explain to me why 100%. staining so hard. You yeah, know, it is interesting. So interesting. I think like if you're interested in woodworking or you just kind of like those insider baseball oh, things, yeah. like I used to watch director's commentary a lot, like way oh, too much. Like I would sit there and every Blu-ray I had or whatever, I would put it in, yeah. watch direct, sit down, watch director's commentary in the afternoon or something like that. And I loved it. I love that. I shit. used to do that a lot in high school when I had no cable. Oh yeah, that's I good watched, too. Uh, yeah, I did that all the time. Yeah, I think it's just like that. Do they have it's director's commentary still on I things? Think so, I don't know. Mm. I haven't bought a Blu-ray or a DVD for. I know five, Doctor six, Strange had director's commentary, and it was a big deal, which made me like rethink. Like in my head, it was like, oh, every oh. movie has director's commentary still. But then maybe they the don't. fact that Doctor Strange had it, and everyone's freaking out about it. I was like, oh shit, maybe I do, they don't do that, really. Is it Sam Raimi and Benedict? Because that'd be cool. Yeah, I don't well, I don't know who it is. Sam Raimi is someone. Oh, I want to watch that. That yeah. sounds but, great. Oh, <laughs> actually, like itch, itching a tickle. They were talking about that you made a comment during that episode about how the magic felt like, oh, they're doing different things for every spell. And it turns out that it was true. That Sam oh, like Raimi that was like intentionally their... was like, we're gonna have different hand signs for every single spell that he makes. I love that. Yeah, I love that. And I think I, I think the special features on a DVD is, is just dead because of YouTube now. Like we expect yeah, to watch sure. bloopers and deleted scenes on YouTube. But that's now. what this feels like. And I like that. I, I yeah. think more companies should be open and let people see how the business is conducted. And I think it's beneficial for the company too. the comments that they get on their YouTube videos, I'm sure are helpful in some capacity. Hundred, uh, yes, mm -hmm. they changed the product for you. Saw it happen in this jam screen. Yeah. Doug came in, and everyone and Jay and he pushed back on Jason, like you said, Ed, like you didn't like it, and he said, "Jason, you're wrong." And then all the comments were like, "Doug, you're an idiot. This is really <laughs> wrong." And then he was like, "You happy, Jason? You're yeah. right. You're fucking right. How does it feel to be right all the time?" And he's like, "I don't know." It's a <laughs> it's a great product, and I like it, but it is still like too expensive for my blood well we can let's uh are you gonna look at some company. competitors yeah there's another company that's big they mentioned them in the thing called dogmite oh send me a link uh dogmite.com dog send me a link no. <laughs> i dog dogmite.com and they make how do you spell dogmite the word dog and the word mite oh you might like you might like these screens it's a different process it's a different you know it's they are cheaper to make but like they have designs and things so you can get like cthulhu on your dm screen oh that's kind of cool okay hold on let me go here let me add it here do, do, do. and it is at the price point that you were talking about wanting three hundred dollars yeah three four hundred dollars that's pretty good depending on which one yeah they're and they're nice it's it's a different kind of product so they have a kickstarter Listen. oh my god they have a, this dm screen is kind of cool it looks too edgelordy but um it's a very edge lord go to our products and you can see okay, our uh, products and hit the, and hit the first one it's their dm screens yeah they're edge lordy dm screens oh wow okay i see this is engraving it's engraved it looks yeah. cheaper it looks cheaper but i will admit that pretty good uh, you know i don't i don't hate the products you know i don't hate the products either it look i mean there i i don't mind the style it's just none of the pictures look that cool or good oh they use a metal rod oh that's interesting i wonder if doug was copying them okay i i like this is it magnetic too i think so yeah i like this i think it looks yeah. cool i don't like the different art, kind of product but it's a different kind of product but it doesn't yeah, look so bad starts are nice they, they have tons of kinds of art if you scroll down 20 percent off can we how, how do we look at prices oh what did you click 
I'm going to go do, back. Oh, you right here. Something. I don't so know regular is 595, 20% discount. I can zoom in here. 20% discount. So we're looking at a uh, $476. That's that's not bad. Yeah, that's, that's reasonable. But it's comparable then, to the other one. I feel like at that point, and then a, I pay more. Yes, and then they're, that's, that's fair. And then another one of their competitors is Elderwood Academy. I know you've seen these because they have as big of a pride in set cons as Wormwood. And I'm pretty sure we both bought a vault from them. I did. I've never bought a vault. Oh, maybe you just watched me buy a vault then. I've probably watched you buy a vault. (laughs) You almost did. I remember you went back and forth and back and forth. I did. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I've almost bought one of these every time I've gone to a convention. Yeah. Yeah. Do do you go to Elderwood? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm there. Oh, yeah, 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 you can see it. Yeah. Yeah. They got more... um, same kind of products that Wormwood does. They don't have a DM screen, but they have little vaults that are hexagon that hold your dice that are made of wood. They have purple heart and things. Yeah, I've been but close they are, to binding uh, one of these many times. They're nice. They're I very cute. One. I have a small little one for a little metal dice. And, you know, these are some of their competitors. Yeah. I mean, I, I went on Etsy, too, and I found like a random. Etsy's the biggest one. Thing. Etsy's the biggest <sighs> there was like one. a random guy that I like. There was actually a really good product I saw that I really liked. And I maybe I'll. I don't know if I'm gonna talk to Darren about it. It seemed a little bit too expensive, but it's four hundred dollars, and it was a lazy Shit. Susan, and it was a it, uh-huh. it was basically a huge piece of wood on a lazy Susan, which I think I could just make if I find extra wood. Well, what's it for? So it's in my brain, it was like oh, a board game top thing, so you can play board games on your table. But in my head, I think it's great if you have a small coffee table. And then you put it on top of the small coffee table. All the weights sort of in the center. I don't know if this is how this version of it works. But this is how I would do it. All the weight of it would be in sort of that Lazy Susan center area. Oh. And then it could spin and be a bigger surface for you to play board games on top of your small table. If you have a small table. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now on Etsy. OK, yeah, something like that would be great. Yeah, totally. So, yeah, I'm I'm really excited to see all the ones that are going to copy everything that uh, Wormwood does, because I don't know how propriety and patents work. Probably you, not. Nick, great as, a, market. as a DM and as a yes. D&D person. Is yes. there a product that you would design that doesn't exist? What's your pitch this to GM Wormwood? Screen. This GM screen. Give it to really? me. Really? Give it to me for free. I'll, I'll review it. We'll, we'll start a show just to show off your GM screen, Wormwood. Give it to us. Give it to us now. Just give me a GM screen. Give me a GM <laughs> screen, and I will we'll do a show. We'll devote. We'll do a whole season of the show. All you got to do to sponsor the whole season is just give me one of these screens. That's, That's true. That's all you got. That's true. That's and all you got. To, I'll do all. The, I'll do it. Look at this. We're two Hispanics, right? Okay, <laughs> we start a sort of like minority focused D and D thing, and then we we do sure. it up. We do it up. We got a cast. We were ready to go. Sponsored uh, by Wormwood. Now. Sponsored by Wormwood. You guys will try. Well, it'll be now. Try Wormwood. That'll be our show. We'll do it. Just give us the juice. <laughs> well, okay. Here's what I would do. I would create a product called the Kraken. Ooh, good name. And it already would, a good name. It would be GM screens, but like eight of them. And they would be like vertical. So you have your GM screens here, but you build up. I feel like so many there'll be GM screens all build out, which I think is stupid. Like, so you're surrounded by information, right? I want yeah. a wall. I want a wall high up how do you so see- I can look up there. Look at the, what do you mean? How, how do you see? You look up. 
Marcus, I think that's a wonderful product. I think Worms should make it out. Can I give you one one critique? Can I be adjacent sure. for just one okay. second? Go ahead. Usually when I play D and D person, I want to make eye contact. Okay, with my DM. it's not a wall. Okay, here it is. That's I, how you just described sure, it. Sure, 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 sure. It has a look at that. A little wizard window. Where sort of oh awesome you can pop up. Of. So it has a window. So one of the screens can open up and you can look at your things and then close yourself out, right? Or it could just be branched out in a way that is like you have your one screen here that is just normal dm screen that you kind of like do the um home improvement thing oh like a right? u, like a u-shape but then it's u-shaped so it's like yeah so it branches oh. out so you can still see all the players but you can add screens in the vertical dimension as well marcus that's not bad i'm a genius i don't mind that i'm a genius More i don't money. mind that at all hire me i've got like 10 ideas right now oh what's another one Okay, here it's a it's a dice tray. Uh huh. But what? Here, here. Every 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 dice tower. Every good sales. Every, every good salesman is like, oh, it's this thing. Every but. dice tower, right? What does it use to roll the dice? Some kind of slide gravity, system. right? <laughs> yes. Now, how many dice towers go up? Marcus, I don't know a single one. Zero, Nick. So there's a whole market of dice towers that go up. That would be cool as shit. You put your dice Ooh, tower in, what if, it what goes if, down, and then it goes up Marcus, and pops what out. If, what if, oh, no, 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 here's my pitch. Okay. What if the DM's tower is like this? You input a dice at the bottom, and it comes out on top, and the way it works is the little trigger, it's water. It's opened water in the top and it comes up and it floats on top. Wow. And that reveals your. But the problem with that yeah. is that the water would spin the dice on top of the thing. I didn't shit on your. <laughs> I don't understand. I thought we were. Like, Yo, oh, yeah. You talking, didn't shit on it. You're, you're a like, Doug. Oh, when I play D&D, I Doug. like to look at my players. You're a Doug. You're a straight up. Doug. I thought I was a Jason by shitting on it. You, ha you hate it. Damn. Maybe you're a Jason. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit am i the duck you're the duck you're the duck <laughs> i'll get a chin strap you can pull it off i could not many people can all right marcus is there anything else you would like to talk about about worm life wormwood we covered the gambit about their company we've talked way longer than i thought we would 100 percent. i feel like uh this episode ended up being a long i was like this is gonna be a fucking like it's gonna be a 60 minute episode 45 minute episode i feel like there's more there's even more to talk about but we got to get that's out of true here. So i like, agree we got to close we got to close down like but are there any other big main points you want to talk about, no, about look, bobby and guys, jason and doug and wormwood and i liked some of the episodes i feel like i didn't say that i think oh sure the episode with the lawyer was really enjoyable oh yeah i think there's that, a lot of them. yeah i think some of it was it was really interesting and um a lot of it was entertaining too to watch but my main issue was i didn't really like the people oh fuck thank you darren oh my god huge 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 thing happened on one of these episodes yeah someone casually mentioned that they kicked macklemore out of their game and that yeah. was the most interesting thing that happened in any of these episodes and not a single person asked more questions or asked them to elaborate or did a story time with them i feel like i would have asked a question about that situation and figure out what happened that was interesting uh yeah what did he do to get kicked out at least tell me that we'll never know We'll never know. Macklemore seems like a kind of person that would be person that we would uh, kick out of our game. 
It was such a throwaway thing. It annoyed me. Well, if you really like the celebrity, you can go and watch the two chains episode where they brought two chains in to look at their tables. I'm okay. <laughs> I'm okay. You like two chains? No, not enough chains. How many chains should he have? Five at least. Uh, five at least. Five chains. It. That's catchy as fuck. Five chains. That's your. That's a. What did he do? He looked at the table. No. What did Macklemore <laughs> do? That's what she was like. Um, Why does anyone care about two chains? I justice for two chains. <laughs> I want to know what happened to Macklemore. Well, go ask Ma- Michael Alm. He was oh the person God. who said that. How do you know who said that? Because Michael Alm isn't a part of the company. He has his own woodworking channel, oh. and he was there to visit. And he was the one Got that introduced it. the pad, the pattern, the plywood thing. Got it. And so, and they had a cool episode where they went to his workshop. They had a cool episode where they talked like the logistics of maybe making one of his furniture pieces and selling it. Oh yeah. wow! That's all that's left. Marcus, is there anything else you want to talk about about Wormwood? I don't think there's there's anything else. All of my questions are there. Marcus, did you like? Do you did you did you like watching Worm Life? Did I like watching Worm Life? No, <laughs> I don't think That's I did. Fair. Do you like Wormwood? I like Wormwood as a product. I think they make good products. I think they're a good company. I think they have smart people behind their um, designs. Mm, should have just asked you that then. Mm-hmm. Marcus, would you recommend Wormwood? I would recommend Wormwood as a company to anybody who has who plays D&D and has a lot of money. Yeah, same. Marcus, are you ever going to watch another Worm Life video? I want to say no. I think my instinct is no, because I think that these guys seem like people I would avoid in real life, maybe. Not all of them. I think the social media guy seemed cool. <laughs> Bobby. He seemed like a nice guy. But the... Uh, oh God. Bobby's cool. He made the Worm Life from the ground up. He's the reason that it all exists. Yeah, but it is interesting. And I, I would say that if if a video pops up, like if they have another product, I would watch their product launch video, like just the one ad kind of thing. But then there was one video where Dale went and bought a machine in an auction, like brought it back. And honestly, really entertaining. Episode. Really? Yeah. There's a whole cast of characters yeah. there that are all interesting and they follow yeah. them all. There, there's not usually this much Doug in an episode. It's just Doug was spearheading the GM screen. There is an there's age of like TV watching where you would sit down. And you would just drone out and watch whatever was on TV, Pawn Stars, Impractical yeah. Jokers, like whatever kind of oh, bullshit yeah. was on TV. This feels like that. Like if this were on they a network, sell to TBS. they should totally sell. There's so many channels that are like internet only channels that have like anime all day and stuff like that, or like Japanese films or whatever all day long. Like they can sell this to that maybe and just like have it going because there's a lot of like woodworking people that I think would find this interesting too, that I don't think they're necessarily targeting because they don't know how to work work YouTube that well. Sure. Sure. Uh, They do. Okay. on YouTube, but you're right. No, not, not, they don't know how to work YouTube. The woodworking dads out there that would enjoy this content. Don't know how to use YouTube. Sure. And Marcus, are you ever going to buy a Wormwood product? If I go to a convention and they have something in my price range that is usable to me, then yes, I would buy a Wormwood product. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Boom, boom. So this long commercial for Wormwood worked. Wormwood, let us know what you that's worth me. to you. Wormwood, hey, look, free advertise. Okay. We're going to make clips. Yeah, we just advertise. We're going to advertise some more about Wormwood. Okay. Now you can give us a little something. You can give us the thing. Now I won the, I won a game. 
Based Marcus, on wood, if anyone, give us something. If, if Marcus, if anyone at that company listened all the way through this episode and got to this point, they have to give us kudos <laughs> somehow. They have to. Just promote us on your page. That's all I really want. Uh, you know what? If you would have sponsored us, I would have not said bad things about you. So there you go. <laughs> I don't know. I think a thing or two would have still. Fl- fl- no, I would. I, Marcus, I am. will be always honest. I don't care who sponsors us. Sorry. So, Marcus, thank you so much. Next week, we are doing a Patreon episode. That's right. You guys chose for us to watch the new film, Black Phone. So Black we're going to watch that and review that next week on the podcast and you can watch us live at twitch.tv slash now this cast at 8 p.m eastern standard time you can check out the podcast wherever you get podcasts you can also tweet at us and instagram us at now try this cast let us know what's going on but mostly we would love it if you join the patreon at patreon.com slash now try this cast so your input is included in the show and if you can't do that you have no money and you have no time if you can't follow us on twitch go ahead and leave us a five-star review on itunes or spotify hell yeah guys thank you so much for joining us You've been wonderful. We appreciate you. Thank you for making it this far. Remember to go out there and try some things. And good night. Good night. Friends get together so they can try things. I just realized that I forgot to change the stream name because oh, that's okay we'll just do a silent voice again normally is that why people keep coming and going yeah i think so normally i get an like when i do it through the app i'd get a notification being like change the name do you want to change the name before you go live and then because i'm doing it through my phone which actually records the videos marcus please keep talking to me about the nitty-gritty of podcasting uh, whatever it'll it'll say a silent voice or something and we'll change it <laughs> you can't change it now not i mean i'm trying Give me a second. Hold on. Oh, you, you could in OBS. I know. Streamlabs. Get on that. OBS? Is bad. I'm going to say that. There's a bunch of videos that are like, <laughs> the Streamlabs versus OBS. Here's all the things you need to know. And honestly, OBS Studios is better than Streamlabs. Well, Streamlabs, if you want us to change your opinion, sponsor the show. Let me see if I can log into the Twitch and do it from the website itself directly. This oh, is sure. all as you're entertaining. Doing, it is. So as you're doing that, 